0: All right. this is a. Uh... Oh wow. it's so loud, what happened? I think Madison, you were having a party with your friends here in the studio or something. The music is so loud, we haven't done this in a while, man, so... I know. You know, I was thinking, why do I always, like, do the intro? This is your show, shouldn't you be the one, like, doing your intro right here? Are you supposed to introduce
1: yourself? I feel like that's a little weird.
0: I do that on my show.
1: Well, I'm... I'm in training, okay?
0: Is that what it is?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, everybody, enough banter here. Welcome back to another edition of Laugh, Lend, and Eat with the one and the only Madison Keenan, otherwise known to us as Madison or Madness. <laughs> I just noticed. <laughs> hey, listen, so mm-hmm. I wanna let our listeners and viewers know that Madison has been having some really major technical difficulties. So we are going to try to get through this episode. We are promising that we will continue on. Promising okay. nothing, just hoping for the best. <laughs> yes, what she just said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, don't even promise them.
0: So Madison, we've had a little project we've been working on because as you know, or maybe you don't know, I don't know. Maybe, Madison, I, I don't know how much you do know, but we'll figure it out right now. Yeah. Test me. So we are coming up to the end of your season two.
1: I know. No, I did know that. I right. felt it. It was a feeling. You didn't specifically tell me.
0: Yeah. So we, we're coming up to the end of the season two. And uh, we were, we're obviously you know always trying to make improvements. So we said, okay, let's work on some songs or maybe new style for Madison that maybe fits her 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 personality more i don't know i mean like I mean
1: the rock and roll every head banger.
0: yeah because yeah, clearly you never headbang because that's not the way you headbang.
1: no
0: you're like you're moving your entire body that's you're you're doing like a body bang it's
1: that's fine like, you can't do this so i, can, I won I can, yeah, I,
0: I, but i can head bang see your shoulders don't move it's just boom like that's you so Here's a couple of options that we were throwing out there. I thought this was more of your personal. Are we having
1: opinion? a business meeting on live air right now. We're gonna make the options live. Yeah, this, everyone.
0: Yeah. yeah, ready? Let's check this out.
1: All right.
0: Let's see if this plays. Maybe it's not gonna. Here's the technical difficulty number one. I thought this was gonna play. It's really not gonna play. Oh, I know why it's not playing.
1: <laughs> not pressing play.
0: This is more of a user error than it is a technical error. There we go. All right, we're going we go to get it down to a nice volume so it doesn't blow up my eardrums this time, okay? So this is option one. This is the one I really like for you. Right? Wow. It's like kind of like dark, like I hate my clients. Just leave me alone. <laughs> interest rate know, right right got that nine inch nails feel to it it's got the more 90s vibe and here's another interesting one right here this has more of a retro beat to it
1: this is like yeah. mysterious
0: yeah it's
1: not my style though this one
0: mm. This
1: sounds like madness. is coming on. This <laughs> sounds a little like madness. What do you think? Huh? Like this one? Yeah.
0: All right. Last one. Ready?
1: This is also madness. <laughs> oh man. Except, I guess
0: I see a head All right. So, we have one or two. Number
1: three or four?
0: I can't say both of them.
1: Number three.
0: You like this one? Yeah. Ah, uh, look at you, you guys. Like, like a little
1: mystery.
0: <laughs> I can All see right. it now. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Season three's theme song for Madness will be something along this line. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool. Now we gotta dress you up like a secret agent or something and get you to do a video. I know, like
1: doing like rolling on the ground and stuff, breaking into banks.
0: Yeah, yeah. into
1: people's houses. (laughs) Breaking
0: into (laughs) people. You should be stealing people's houses. Madness. Let's 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 shift here because obviously we could do songs all day long, right? Yeah. And I know it's a difficult market. And this was a little silver lining. By the way, did you know what the 10-year bond was doing this morning? I almost like, so I had written an email, by the way, to my sales guys about, let's say about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And I had warned them that if the 10-year bond closes over 4.38, that look for a 5% yield shortly thereafter. So this morning, we were at 462 Thirty-eight basis from five percent. Yeah. Now I know I'm no Barry Habib, but I would say that's a pretty good. That was pretty spot on. Yeah. So we're 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 getting up there. We are getting up there. There's no doubt about it. There's no relief sight, by the way. I don't know if you picked oh, up on the uh, uh, comments last week.
1: I've had a couple people. Oh, you think we're getting up into the eights? I'm like, it's a matter of time.
0: I mean, we're thinking eight and a half to nine by the end of the year, if this <laughs> continues. Especially if they raise the rate in November, like they're saying, so. Just
1: let everything crash and burn, why don't we?
0: I mean, I've been here before.
1: I'm, I'm kind of just like, so that's weird. Cause I feel like, like you posted something on Facebook the other day and it was like that one year memory, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was reading through the description of that podcast that we put out and at that time, literally this time last year, there was another 75 basis points rate hike. So I feel like nothing has really changed from last year to this year. Mm -hmm. Like if you even look at, you know, like from what I closed out this time last year, even, and where the rates were at, maybe they were in the sixes because that client was paying points or something like that. But I feel like This is the first year where, like, the surprise of the interest rates is like, there's no surprises anymore. Maybe the cost behind the rate.
0: How is that impacting your borrowers, though?
1: So, my issue is really inventory right now, if we're going to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like, especially, I mean, so I just am in the process of getting licensed in two other states. I won't say which states yet until. why not? With it. Why? Well, it'll be a surprise
0: when I'm I'll, all through. I think one has to be Texas.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> I was just telling Fabi. I went to Texas, everyone. I do not know how you all live out there. I felt like someone was putting me through four days. So I, well, first of all, it was so a bad breath. Let,
0: let, let me just get this straight. You've pissed off people in Central Jersey, and now you're going to piss off the entire state of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh, laughs> you just, right. just want to go <laughs> big time this time,
1: right? <laughs> the heat like slapped me in the face and i'm like a beach girl i like the warm weather i was not prepared for it like there's no there's no
0: water around austin texas though you're not you 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 can't compare a beach climate to austin texas
1: (laughs) we went to lake travis one day that was like my only day of relief when i was (laughs) body of.
0: (laughs) have you been to orlando florida have you been to orlando florida
1: Yes, but I'm not that Disney girl. Like, I don't go to Florida. I have people know, walk I know, around the some people park. go to
0: Orlando for business, by the way, just FYI. You know, some of okay. us go there for, and we don't have, always go to Disney. Okay. And it can be blazing hot because in, 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 it's called Central Florida for a reason. Yeah,
1: because it's in the middle.
0: It's in the middle. There's And so people, really, people, people go to Orlando, Florida, and they're like, how come it's so hot here? They think of Florida is like a beach state. Yeah. It's like, well, no, you're in the middle of it right now. So go to the left or the right, and you'll get there in about an hour and a half.
1: Yeah, well, my entire forehead is peeling right now. I don't know if you could see, but um, I just, I feel like I literally detoxed for four days
0: and came back to New Jersey. <laughs> Not bad. Good. No. I mean, good. detox and what? I mean. Austin has some really amazing food. Wow. I don't know if you guys experienced the food in Austin. It's like, food my God.
1: To die for. I feel like right? we haven't talked about food enough here, but like, I would go back for the food. Yes. I don't know if I can go back to just walk around. It was. Oh,
0: you should go back in like November, December.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: November through February is probably okay for you.
1: Listen, I was there for a bachelorette trip. There were 15 girls in one house. I felt like I was on an episode of a reality TV show.
0: Yeah, that's not cool. So that,
1: that in itself was a lot to handle. And then you add the heat. And the the drinking and the things that come with the bachelorette party, and it was um, yeah. I'm happy to be here today. You <laughs> bring a
0: lot of weddings and bachelorette parties. I noticed that on Facebook.
1: My friends had the audacity to all get married in the year that the mortgage industry is deciding to do a little whoop and I'm like, oh, you guys really have a lot of faith in me. Um, I had ten weddings this year and two bachelorette parties.
0: Wow, ten weddings. Yes. Lord have mercy.
1: And everyone's like, oh, I don't, I like, and I'm like, some of it was for business. So like, I had two real estate agents. Um, I had one title agent and then some of it was family. Like my sister got married and then I'm in another wedding party for the one that I just went to the bachelorette. And that's like a childhood friend. And then, you know, I just feel like I've, I've been some places. So I have friends from all over, you know, whose wedding I'm going to next year, actually. And you introduced us, I'm going to be at Lincoln's wedding in Kentucky.
0: Oh, wow. Nice.
1: Yeah. My <laughs> first, my first podcast ever. And I made a
0: friend. Nice. That's <laughs> awesome. So look, let's go back to the mortgage business. Yeah, circle personal life.
1: <laughs> um, so From my, my client's perspective with the interest rates. Um, yes. So th- I have this analogy and I'll, I'll share it with you and you'll, you'll let me know if this makes sense, but I was talking to a couple, I was talking to a real estate agent actually this morning and I was like, comparing cuz we were doing some business planning. So, you know, natural thing to do when you business plan is to look back and see, you know, how did you do in the beginning of the year? How did you do this time last year compared to this time? And I was like even though things are similar, it's kind of like comparing green apples to pears. Like they look similar, they kind of taste like eh, you could tell that they're a fruit, but they're completely different. So, I'm like the interest rates are the same, the mentality is down from the real estate perspective to the client perspective where things aren't what they were. Oh my God. I missed, you know, missed uh, the opportunity when I should have bought a house two years ago. Mm. So conversations haven't really changed. And like, yes, the interest rate market has been going like, Did this.
0: I missed the analogy. Yeah. Green Wait, apples. That Green apples it? To pay? That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like comparing this year to last year. It's like, it's different, but it's the same.
0: <laughs> is that a horrible analogy? <laughs> I thought it was so clever. <laughs> I've been waiting for the entire analogy. I was like, where is she going to get to? it?" here she is talking long again.
1: <laughs> this year is green apples. Last year is green pears. Oh,
0: we got to work, work, work on your analogies. I get it now. I get it. I get it. I get they it.
1: They look similar. Some of them might even taste green, somewhat similar. They don't
0: look similar at all. Yes, they're green. Yeah, but but the pears are like this kind of like a skin right, of it's a lot. slightly different
1: though. But it's got the skin, the core, like oh, it kind of well, looks.
0: We gotta thin. work on that. Like tangerine to a no, mandarin. Like,
1: take this I'm part. How about a tangerine to a mandarin? All right, I didn't want to use the cliche apples to oranges. Like it's not that Okay, so if you're comparing apples to oranges, that's no, no,
0: tangerine like that. and mandarin, tangerine to mandarin.
1: All right, so tangerine to mandarin is the same thing as green apples to pears.
0: Not really, but okay.
1: But you get what I'm saying where it's, I
0: get what you're saying. You're saying that look, at the end of the day right now it's extremely horrible. But it was horrible last year, and you survived.
1: Last year, we were going through, like, oh, my God, another rate hike, another rate hike, another right. rate hike. And you're blaming you're right me now, I rate feel rate
0: like... You were accusing me of recording a podcast every day after the rate hike.
1: I, you did, though. It's <laughs> not accusatory. It was just <laughs> stating facts.
0: It was an accident.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I... Just feel like right now, the thing that's the shittiest other than inventory and other than, okay, higher interest rates than past time, Mm -hmm. it's everyone's mentality. Like all of a sudden, no one knows how to do business because things got slightly more challenging.
0: Do you think that as an industry, we got spoiled with the two and a half to 3% rates? Yeah. Right? Because, look, I mean, guys like myself, and I had to say this, right? I mean, I was selling rates at 9.75, 10% 30-year fixed. Right. Right? So, like, a seven-year arm, on my own personal loan, my first house that I bought in 95, I gave myself seven and a quarter. (laughs) So, that was a seven-year arm.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And I, I was, like, doing myself a solid.
1: Right. And I just think that everyone had this mentality because they didn't know what to t- to take or what to do with the sense that like their interest rates quite literally doubled. Yeah. But it's like, if all that you've been focusing on for this whole year is still the interest rates, like, okay, well, let's take
0: a look. We don't
1: know when and if it will ever change for the better, this might be the best time to buy in the next 10 years. We don't know. We're just going off of.
0: Last year, you were telling people on that podcast, don't buy. Remember the, the the memory I posted, oh. <laughs> and I was like, "Madison, are you telling people don't you're buy?" Really, I'm, like, like, I'm not saying that. I'm not
1: saying-
0: <laughs> right. But, I mean,
1: but certain people, and I'm still having those conversations today. And I feel like I'd be a fool if I looked at someone's specific financial circumstances and was like, "Go do it."
0: Like, yeah. here you go. I mean, what's a what's a reason people should not buy a house?
1: The reason people should not buy a house is if they don't. So right. So like right now, currently or in general?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Miss Splittin' Hairs. Um, Right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like at this exact moment at 2.29 p.m. on 9.28, 2023, why shouldn't someone buy a house?
1: I'll give you a great one. If you haven't been paying student loans for the last Uh few years... Go back to doing that first, readjust oh, your lifestyle. Oh, and now that you're yeah. used to and accustomed yeah. to this new way of life, because yeah. October is going to be a whole new wave of problems.
0: Right. So wow. What a great days. point. What a great point. Oh my lord.
1: And I I've been hope. saying it, like all of my clients who, even if they went on forbearance or stopped making a few payments, but still kept a couple. Mm-hmm. They've wedged in some like, like, it's still something that's reoccurring, you know what I mean? And it's been reoccurring, so they're used to it. But Mm -hmm. someone that just completely deferred all of their student loans and is about to get smacked with anywhere from a couple hundred to upwards of a thousand something dollars a month Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and is already maybe struggling to afford rent. Because I think the other thing that a lot of people assume too is that, oh, I'm going to get a mortgage and it'll be cheaper than whatever Mm -hmm. I'm currently renting. No, right.
0: Not anymore. So
1: I think that there's just a whole conversation that's going to be had in the next few weeks. This will be my little prediction and we can come back and talk about it maybe at the end of the season. But I don't know. I think student loans is about to just be like the nail in the coffin.
0: Ooh. You know, what? I mean, listen, I have not thought about that. I mean, I've it's been it's been in the, you know, atmosphere. Right. But yeah, on 9.28 at 2.31 p.m., that's a realistic thing because come Sunday morning, that payment starts due. due. Yeah. And, um, and
1: we've all been calculating in accustomed. custom, okay, so we can't get them to qualify for this one. Let's go to this one that you can now calculate half a percentage instead of one percentage.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: when you have a payment, you go off of the payment. There's no longer the option to fudge around with the student loan payment.
0: I mean, that's going to knock out a lot of people who who just will not qualify anymore.
1: Right, because there was an
0: article I read that there's this growing trend of late twenties, early thirties, still living at home with their parents. Now I'm victim to that also because I have a 26 year old in my basement.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: and he just won't leave. Now, he's going to listen to this podcast because he does all our editing for us and hear me say this.
1: (laughs) I wasn't saying anything. It was all Fabi. It was all your dad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, I don't mind him there, right? Because I think it's smart. Like, I think it's smart for that age group to minimize their expenses, to save money.
1: Here's another thing, though, and I'll say this because I am in that age group. How many people are actually saving and budgeting correctly living at home, or is that extra money that they're using yeah. to travel, to go out to the bars? That's just money in their mind that they have because they're not paying it every month to something.
0: Yeah, and I mean, then I got another buddy kids that
1: are, yeah, like living downstairs and they're okay now I've got this. The ones that are supposed to be saving money, coming, you know, living home now their student loans kick in. Now mom and dad gets sick of them after another year, but all this time they haven't been paying student loan payments. So now all of a sudden they're going from living rent-free and not having student loan payments to maybe within a year from now having a potential rent payment or mortgage payment plus student loan payments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this student loan repayment is huge. I mean, it's really like something that's critical. I don't think people are really understanding like, the payments are can be as high as eight hundred to thousand dollars, if not more. Yeah, I mean that can that that easily disqualify somebody. But now, does that also mean that you will you're, you're going to see more parents as non-occupying co-borrowers? Like I would do that for my kids. Yeah,
1: uh, and I think that there's like there will always be. I, I'm, like I have a client, a first time home buyer that just closed this summer. Um, and I'll give you a perfect example of why I, this is like when I started to realize like, Oh my God, this is yeah. going to be an issue. So you know how normally if someone has some sort of debt, but there's someone else making the payment. So you can show 12 months of that other person making the payment. Mm-hmm. So my client was on student loan for, um, deferment for a couple of her student loans. And she was like, Oh, well, my parents make the payments. So we were like, okay, send us, you know, 12 months of bank statements. Well, Mom and dad haven't been making that payment since 2019, and a lot of the loan program guidelines right now call for the most recent 12. So even though we had 12-month history that before going into forbearance or deferment, they were making those payments for more than 12 months, because it's not the most recent 12 months, we couldn't exclude it.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Wow. So... That's where I feel like I always had a funky feeling because I came into, remember when like COVID started, I was still a loan partner. So I was really in there for the loan officers evaluating debt for specific clients. And I just couldn't for the life of me, like, I always knew that there was going to be like a catch, right? Like, they're just not going to not let you pay your student loans for this amount of time. And it's not going to have some sort of negative impact to you one way or another.
0: Is there uh, some, a tip that you would give people listening right now that do have student loan repayment coming on? I mean, what's the best way to still qualify for a house then?
1: So there are a couple of programs that are offered through your state. So one of them that I know is pretty common or popular right now is the income-driven student loan repayments. So sub- essentially, you're submitting your W-2s every year, and they'll base your payment based on how much you're making per year so it's not a fixed amount that'll be for the life of the loan but essentially every year they'll evaluate what you're paying back based on what you make
0: so let me ask you another question let's stay on the student loan thing let's say somebody i don't know let's say somebody owes uh what's a good number fifty five thousand for student loan is that a fair number
1: yeah i mean yeah
0: 60,000. I don't it
1: depends know on what age bracket, too, because it's like, you know,
0: yeah. But let's say they bought a house in 2020. Okay. Let's say they have equity in the house. Right. Is it smart for them to refinance, do a cash out refinance, and include the student loan in their, re- in, into their, into the refinance?
1: Um, if that payment is saving them significant on like the interest that they're savings and just like the overall debt that they're paying every month, yes. Mm-hmm. Other times, you know, you run numbers and it doesn't make sense where you're better off paying this lower amount than you refinancing and paying that off in full because now your mortgage payment is like you're not saving in that scenario, right? Sometimes
0: I think people are hung up on this. Well, I have a three and a half percent rate. And I'm like, yeah, but you got twenty-three percent on your credit card and you got twelve percent on your student loan. So um, I get it, that you can still go to the barbecue and say, I got three and a half percent on that. I think
1: everyone just doesn't want to accept to like have it. It's so weird, this like how people feel and like internalize and like their perception on like having a higher interest rate on their mortgage. Like it's become a flex Yeah. of like, I got this, I got that. Like, I feel like people, I don't know. And before COVID times, I feel like no one ever talked about what, like that's like almost like a, private personal thing yeah. but now if you are one of the people it's like a flex
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I just saw something today where it was like people that bought houses in, in the low interest rate market don't realize it's a scam because if you're actually using and again scam I think is maybe yeah it's a harsh dramatic.
0: word dramatic so again
1: this is not my words this is what I saw online <laughs> it's like
0: okay <laughs> you got scam low well, interest rates are a scam. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Ponzi scheme. You don't really own the house. You got no, seventy. I think, of
1: I think it keeps people stuck. I've been Stop. seeing a lot of articles talking about this joke. There's become this ongoing joke about how people thought that they were getting a starter home when it's now becoming their forever home. <laughs> <they took> <laughs> yeah,
0: home. yeah, no kidding. So
1: in that. that regards, I'm like, yeah, you you kind of did screw yourself in a sense because yeah, I would
0: agree with that. I would absolutely you bought
1: the house. You live in the house, but if there was. God forbid you didn't buy it exactly how you like it. And now you want to take advantage of the equity in your home to do work on your house, pay off some credit cards or student loan debts, um, consolidate debt, just have equity that you can use for, I've I've done, you know, how many reasons have I had people come to do a refinance? Kids are going to school, this, that, or the other. So in a sense, I don't think that people that bought in 2020 are in any, Better or different place than someone that is, you know, seven and a half interest rate right now. Sure. At least with a seven and a half interest rate, they'll be more willing and eager to see the benefit of refinancing, even if it's okay. Oh, let's just say that the interest rates go to nines and you have a client that purchased at a seven and a half, but they get into some. I have this one client right now that I could kill her because I get notifications every day of all these like different cards and things she's opening. So, I'm like, oh God, I can't wait to do that refinance and see Mm -hmm. how many new debts we've acquired. But Mm -hmm. in that regard, someone that's going and opening a bunch of new credit as soon as they close on a home, they might be the ones that benefit from taking a 9% interest rate to pay off all that other credit card fluff that they did to do the house. Listen,
0: I mean, I have a borrower that's been with me since 95, believe it or not. I've refied and done all sorts of transactions for this gentleman, and his payment was $2,200, but his other debt. That he was, you know, what I mean, about,
1: yeah,
0: it was about almost seventeen hundred dollars between credit card and a student loan for his daughter. Yeah, to so consolidate everything, so the twenty-two hundred goes up to twenty-nine hundred or something.
1: Right, but you're still saving
0: like amount of cash flow he's saving every, and and he right. was like, but he was so stuck on like, I have three and a quarter though, Fab. You gave me a great rate in twenty twenty, and I'm like, I know, but it doesn't make sense to like hold on to that. Like, you're you're waving this banner. And it's not
1: helping you. Yeah. Like you're, you're not
0: not having this, like you're, you're, he's one year from retiring. It's like, you just can't go into retirement like this. Yeah. And so it's just, I think people don't really understand like, okay, interest rates are cool on your mortgages. Got Mm -hmm. it. I love them. Right. Right. At the same point, if you're got 20 some odd percent on a credit card and 12% on a student loan, it's not smart at all. It's not smart at all.
1: And it will hinder you in the future when you, when and if you do decide to refinance at whatever interest rate, right? right, right because right. it comes down to utilization, number of cards, what's the interest that you're paying on those cards. Right. So I think that us as loan officers, and that's why I get so like disgusted, honestly, is like if I have to hear about the interest rates one more time, the interest rates have really like, I feel like last year was like this, Last year was the pair and this Mm -hmm. year it's like this, like you see little dips up and down, but I feel like this year was a healthier market in terms of interest rates than last year.
0: I think people are also more accustomed to it. Yeah. They've digested it. And by the way, one, one thing and I'm coming up to the end here, but one more, I don't know if you saw the housing wire report that came out two days ago, but they said this particular last 30 days, they've seen more inventory come on the market than exactly the same time last year. Which is
1: also interesting because I feel like it's like people would so rather just look outward when it comes to why their business isn't doing well right now Mm -hmm. rather. And so it's the interest rates. It's the inventory. And like, I'll fall short to being, I'll be the first one to admit, like I do, I do, it's the inventory is something that I do feel is a struggle, but there's still, it's not historically low, you no, know what I, I think mean? think
0: you're doing the right thing. And for loan officers who are listening, I mean, I know we're coming into, the, into business planning season, but Madison, I mean, you have I know you've got New Jersey and Florida already, right? Hmm. You're going to have two more licenses. So you're going to have four mm-hmm. different states. This is the business plan in any market is to expand your market share. Like, right. not like I had one guy just have one license and he's like, business sucks. I said, okay, what's it like in your neighboring state? I don't know. Well, let's get a license and find
1: out. You have the time maybe right now to fly down there and do exactly what you do in your state, your your where you're comfortable. I just think that there's a lot of like comfort right now because yeah. there's a lot of fear in the unknown. So everyone's just not trying to make these hasty decisions or completely revamp their business. And I feel like you and I, because of just like we've both changed companies in the last year, like we're maybe less afraid. Like I feel like that for me was the big the Big, yeah, you change. got
0: that out of the way. You
1: know, yeah. any other thing that I do to alter my business to adapt to what's happening in the market is like nothing,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, that's
1: the mentality yeah. and the grit that we got to get. But I feel like even this time last year, when I look at my growth, I don't cry over loans anymore.
0: Well, that's a you, that's positive, <laughs> very positive. Check this out. Ready, here it is. We are coming up to the end. Of another hour with Madison.
1: <laughs> it almost a little too happy and cheerful for
0: me, I feel like. I like it, though. I think this is you. I think at least this time we, we got your feedback. Yeah. Your John and I just chose some songs for you and said, here, this sounds like Madison. This is your brand. I, I don't you get it. <laughs> so now we got your input. We will work around this. We will design something that has your feeling to it. I love it. And then we'll tell you to like it.
1: I also feel like we need glasses on the, the Bitmoji. Oh, yeah. Maybe a
0: little... A little
1: mo- like, oh. My Because gla- I feel like I wear glasses, too. It's part of my part of my brand.
0: Is that your brand now?
1: I'm trying to. I got made fun of for all of elementary school and middle school and high school for hating contacts and wearing glasses, and now all of a sudden glasses are cool.
0: Hold on. You wore contacts in elementary school?
1: No, I got made fun of for not wearing them. Oh, like, I, I was glasses I- girl, and then all of a sudden... Glasses are cool. Everyone's got the blue light, you know, lenses and things. Everyone wants to wear glasses. Yeah,
0: my son walks around the house with that crap on that night. Cracks me up. All right, guys, listen. This has been a a technical-free episode. I love that. We got it done without any technical issues, except right now. The music just stopped because I didn't put on auto loop. Here it comes. I love it. All right, so, Maddie, it's time to check out of here. You know what that means, right? You know what that means.
1: Peace out, home dog.
0: Peace out, homebug. <laughs>